fullback belly. Three tight ends, including Habner. Kuhn is the fullback with the first and goal. Kuhn gets the ball. Pyle And when I say everybody, I mean like the fourth maybe that might accidentally tune into this stream that we're having Friday at noon. Welcome to the Fantasy Fullback Dive brought to you by the good people at the Road Street Journal. I, of course, am your host, Nat the Truth Jones. With me as always, although never at this time and on this day, the wolf of Road Street himself. And we are going to throw a little week 18 preview. Who's in versus who's out. Answer to who's out. Everybody. Um that's going to be the episode today. We're probably going to delve a lot into just actual football and just how crazy this season's been and the upcoming playoffs, which I'm very excited about, even though uh, the fantasy situation's crazy. Those of you that are still playing fantasy and having your seasons come down to this week, my God, I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, it's kind of cool. I like chaos in general, and that's certainly what we've got going on right now. But I mean, there's just like, there's nobody playing necessarily. Wolf, what do you think about what's going on? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's if you're doing your playoffs, it's just like week 17 of the years past. Week 18 is just asking to be with COVID. Balls. Like, you, it's you week 17 think, of years past, but with COVID. Exactly. So it's, it's madness. It's absolutely insanity right now. Ideally, and, and the reason we're doing this isn't because we're trying to enable or encourage people to have week 18 seasonal you know, titles on the line. Hopefully you're already done. Let us know in the comments. Did you win? Did you lose? How'd your season go in your championship last week? Ideally, that's what's going on. What we're doing this for is, one, just to say hello to our usuals. I'm sure we'll get our regulars uh, popping in to say hi. I hope so, at least. But two, it is a big DFS week, uh, one of the most popular daily fantasy weeks. So previewing who's going to be in, what teams have motivation right now, which teams do not, who's going to be resting their starters and all that good stuff. And just getting a little sense of what to expect here in week 18 as we get towards the playoffs. That's the goal of this show. Um, and, and I think we can provide some clarity. We're getting more and more news as it, it rolls in here on Friday. Uh, and then, as you said, maybe predict what's, what we think is going to happen. Next week, we'll kind of dive into fantasy playoff strategy, team rankings, who to go after once we have a clear picture of who's locked in and who's, uh, who's out. Um, that's always one of our favorite things to do. So that's what we'll be previewing next week. This week, though, is just to look at who's got some stuff on the line, who's going to have people in and out. Uh, and also, who has some incentives? Who could chase some records this week? Right. That's also big to know for DFS, uh, for your rankings and all that good stuff. So we're going to cover it all. So come on in. If you're here early on a Friday, snow day, love snow it. Snow day. Uh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Love the snow days. Uh, so crack open an early one on Friday. Maybe you're catching this over the weekend because you you found us for a week 18 preview. We appreciate it. Uh, any thumbs up out there. Do help us get out to more people, as do your questions, comments. Kind of keep getting that wolf pack engaged and going. So come on in, guys. Let's chat some ball. Let's chat some week 18 ball. Yeah, like you said, it's a snow day. And I my kids are out in the snow right now, which is good because it helps me record. My older child tried to pull a little tiny bit of the I'm too cool to think it's cool to go play in the snow uh, oh, come on. card, which is the first time that's ever happened in her life. And I just kind of looked at her and I was like, get outside. And I <laughs> looked outside and like, she's having the best time of her life. So love know. it. But yeah, playing it, in the snow is, as a kid is a rite of passage. I mean, it's, it's all, yeah, you have to, For however old you are. I tweeted out last night, like nothing's better. Like you think snow days are great when you're a kid. There's nothing better than when you have them as an adult. And like the most common, 
I got frequently was, you must not have kids. You must not have kids. Right. Not have kids. <laughs> yeah, that like, makes right. sense. Uh, Spoken like a true uh, unmarried <laughs> guy with no kids. Right, exactly. Tell me you don't have kids without telling me you don't have kids. Right, right. That's a, tic- like that that's a TikTok. Yeah. We need a Road Street Journal TikTok present. Exactly. I'm telling you, I'm going to be our TikTok guy. All right. right. Let's get into it. Um, and I'm going to just start this episode by quoting a, a tweet by one of my favorite followers, the Wolf of Rotor Street himself. <laughs> and these are the rest spots in week 18. So be careful in DFS, as you say. Godforsaken league still going. Of course, we just touched on that. Who in the world? Uh, <laughs> who in the world is still going right now? Green Bay is a lock for number one. Cincinnati, if KC wins, there, you know, there would they be number one if, if KC were to win? No, so th- that's an uh, to break that down. If Kansas City yeah. wins, Cincinnati has nothing to play for, and they play right. on and Saturday, they got Burrow and Mixon out, right? Right. So they already have Burrow and Mixon out. They probably are ninety nine percent going to rest their other starters in Jamar yep. Chase, T Higgins, probably Tyler Boyd. But yep. if Kansas City somehow does lose on Saturday, Cincinnati would then have a shot to jump them as the number okay. one seed. In which case, I, Burrow's not a hundred percent ruled out yet. Maybe he'd suit up. I still doubt it. Uh, but that might be a situation where you do see Chase, you do see T Higgins, and you see them try their best to win with uh, Allen. So that's if that's uh, why it's important for Kansas City there. All right. Why is it important for Philadelphia? Well, they're locked into number six. So these are the teams right. that are likely to rest. Philly's locked into okay. six or seven. They're a road game either way. Uh, Jalen Hurts is a little banged up. We've got COVID running through the backfield and some of their, their Dallas Goddard. So ultimately, they're going to be less than full strength anyways. So with a road game already locked up, I wouldn't be shocked at all to see Gardner Minshew starting. That's why I had Jalen Hurts like seven spots below the ECR. I'll update the rankings throughout Saturday for DFS and different purposes in that that sense. But I would expect Philadelphia uh, as a six or seven seed, no matter what happens, to be resting their stars. They can't really gain anything by playing them. And on that that note, then Dallas will be facing most likely a second string Philly team. And they're all but locked into number four. Now there are a, a one to two crazy scenarios. Let's say Tampa Bay, um, you know, it, it's Tampa Bay, the Cardinals and uh, one other team lose. Then ultimately they can jump up to three or four, I mean, right. four, three or two, but they are pretty much locked in at this point to the four seed at best, the three seed. Uh, and so I can't imagine facing a backup team. They already are without some key defensive players due to COVID. Tyron Smith is going to be out their left tackle. Don't be shocked at all if those guys rest their starters. The good news with that game is it is Saturday at night. So we'll have a sense of that. You can kind of get those guys onto the bench and pull up some backup plans for Sunday, uh, whether that's for, again, DFS or if you're in you know, those godforsaken league still playing. Um, that would be why that's of note. Those are the teams that are most likely to be resting players again, Green Bay, Cincinnati, Philadelphia, and the Cowboys as well. The other right. thing to note there too is Kansas City, Tampa Bay, and Buffalo, they all can rise in ranks, but they're also in very easy matchups this week. They right. all should win by, they're, they're all double-digit favorites. Um, so I could see you know any one of those teams being blowing out the other team at halftime and then resting their starters to get ready for the playoffs, kind of treating it like a, a preseason game okay. in a way. You never know what could end up happening, I know. Uh, but I don't think this, any and, of those teams. Yeah. And if you're if you're a sports better, uh, first of all, more power to you. I'm not touching almost any of these games. No. Just not. Just like forget about it. I don't it's know. Like maybe I know CJ game. likes to place the occasional bet. Maybe he's got some, some uh, picks, some inside information on some of these meaningless games, but I'm not touching any of these things. Um, should be interesting. All right, and let's I get into. Oh, go ahead. If you, I think it's a great point that too. If you want to get your betting itch scratched, go with Prize Picks. One of our favorite. Go with Prize Picks, right? What a as, as you can see, 
there on the bottom line, uh, prize picks that app or prizepicks.com. That way you can just choose the players that we know are actually going to be in. Uh, and you can even maybe capitalize on teams that might be resting their defensive starters and hammer those overs and unders. I mean, Jonathan Taylor's, I think, is over 100 right now. He might go for – we'll talk about those those contract incentives and those record chasing in a bit. But those are the ones I'm going to be hammering. So check out Prize Picks. Use code RSJ. Help out your boys. $20 plus deposit. Yeah, right. Help your boys get a nice kickback. You can do up to $100. They'll match it. So check out Prize Picks. Just wanted to sneak that one in there. Um, that's the best way to get your, your betting itch scratched, in my opinion, for this week. Um, yeah. in terms of I'm, I'm doing it. I'm telling yeah. you right now. I'm, I'm, I'm using Prize Picks this weekend because I got nothing fantasy-wise. And, you know, I'm an addict. So let's go. <laughs> Absolutely. CJ's up 1500 in the last three weeks of playing it. So, I mean, our guy, he writes an article for it every week. You can check it out. Roastreetjournal.com. Uh, again, made 1500 in two weeks playing Jesus. prize picks. It's great. Right. I mean, he's, he's a lock. Jimbo won 200 bucks last weekend in his first go at it. Like it's, we have the right people that are analyzing this to perfection. So check it on out. I, your I'm result, on. your results may differ. Um, yes. <laughs> all right, let's get into it game by game. Um, Bengals at Browns. We talked a little bit about this. Joe Burrow says he's unlikely to play. Mixon is already out with COVID. There's a good chance other Bengals players are going to see some limited work, if any at all, in this game. Uh, obviously, like you said, this game could be meaningless for the Bengals if the Chiefs were to win. But if they were to lose, they would still have a chance to grab number one in the AFC. And this is where the uh, situations get a little complicated. That's if the Titans were to lose to the Texans, which I don't really see happening. They're almost no. certainly going to be a three seed. When asked, this is my favorite quote of the whole uh, thing. When asked if Jamar Chase is going to play week 18 against the Browns, coach Zach Taylor said, and this is a direct quote, by the way, folks, potentially. Yeah, really so take like, that to the bank yeah. and another, smoke it. Another <laughs> one of those. Yeah, exactly. Pure locks. So ultimately, for DFS purposes, Samaj P. Ryan, 5,300. A lot of people are like touting him as a free square. I don't know that I buy that. Like Dante Foreman's only a few hundred bucks more facing the worst run D in the league with the Texans. I'd rather pay up for that because one P Ryan is like semi-important as Burrow uh, uh, Mixon's backup there. I don't know that they're going to roll him out there for 25 plus touches. And he's also just no. not that good playing in a Brandon <laughs> Allen led offense that probably will be a trash heap. To me, the only DFS takeaway here is the Cleveland Browns at 2,600 as a defense are looking very appetizing as a nice pay down option at home against Brandon Allen and a banged up uh, pretty much no starters Bengals team, maybe you go to one of the 3K backup receivers like Mike Thomas um, of that nature. But ultimately, I'm not touching really anything on that Bengals team. Of course not. I'm I'm also, I feel like it's noteworthy uh, because we're probably not going to have very many viewers or very many questions. I feel like the people that are here, mostly OGs, pay attention when they when they say something. Gary W., who's one of our favorites, he actually Love just him. posted. He's in an uphill battle in this second week of his final. So he is playing this week. Uh, team spontaneously combusted last week as the number one seed. I'm in need of a miracle surprise crew day, so I'm listening. Okay. So we actually have somebody, uh, one of our loyal followers, who is actually in a fantasy final this week um, and is hoping for a miracle. So good luck, okay. Gary. Hopefully we say something somewhat of value during this show today that you can use. Yeah, let us know if you have questions, my man. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's so probably going to be a short list, bud. Yeah, and so we, we kind of, again, covered, like, you know, the Packers, they're treating it like a preseason game. Their mindset is they're going to play their guys, but only for a quarter. So they, they I know Rodgers wants to lock up the MVP, so he's probably trying to pad his stats a little bit, and maybe a quarter of, of Rodgers against the Lions is better than – Do you think he deserves the MVP? Out. Do you think he's the uh, MVP of the league? I kind of I'm, don't. I'm, I'm more so Team Brady, obviously, you know. You know oh, I don't, think he, I don't think he does either. 
Are you thinking it's Taylor or Cup? Yeah, I think Cooper Cup at first and Taylor probably second. Nah, I, it's always I a quarterback. Know. I do think Rogers, I, well, if you then they should him. then they should just say like quarterback of the year. If it that's really how it's is going to be. But if you look at best season, best player who had the best season, it's Cooper Cup. Of course, best season. But if you remove Cooper Cup. I think the Rams. Then, then the Rams probably, are like six and five, probably. I don't whatever. know about that. You remove the, okay. You move Rodgers. What the hell are the the Packers with that receiving core oh. outside of Adam? They're atrocious. You Jordan Love wins a game. I think they're probably like five hundred ish. I mean, you know, I, 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 which which is one. given, which is saying Rodgers is responsible for five or six wins. hundred. Rodgers. Rodgers is great. Yes. Don't get me wrong. Um. So anyway, you know that you, you that's just like again that might be out there, but I wouldn't be putting Adams. Rogers in this week because you you might be getting a quarter at most and like we said Eagles too we'll, we'll have to play it out and you guys will be able to figure that out on Saturday ahead of time since it's a Saturday night game um so keep that in mind but otherwise you know, most week 17s there's more teams rushing starters this year we have a lot of scenarios where like yeah. Chargers and Raiders the night game that's win and get in for whoever wins that one there's a lot on the line so all those guys full go love it 49ers winning in uh, Rams also could secure the number two seat. So both teams in a divisional battle have a lot on the line. So you can expect your yep. Rams and 49ers full go. Colts, Cooper Cup. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about with contracts and stuff in a second. Uh, or, or records, rather. He's yeah. he's chasing a big one this weekend. Colts yeah, winning is. in against the Jags. So Jonathan Taylor, it, last year against the Jags, week 17. I don't know if you remember this. You remember how many yards he had in week 17 last year? Ooh, it was it was a large number of yards, right? It was I mean, 200. I, I was going to say two. I was going to say 220, something like that. 250. Uh, and if he runs for 266 this weekend, he hits 2K. Uh, so ultimately, he might be chasing something, and they certainly have to win. So it's not like he'll be on the bench. Steelers have a slim shot at getting in, as do the Ravens. So that game, you can expect those players to be in. Um, and then we already talked about you know how the Chiefs need to win to get number one. They should be blowing out the Broncos. You might not get a full game. Titans need to win to keep home field in one seed. They're facing a Titans team that already beat them, so they have a bit on the line. Bills have to beat the Jets, but that could be a blowout. Uh, so they could take down the AFC East and get locked in. They'll be in either way, but that way they lock in a uh, number two or three seed. And then the Pats could also jump the Bills if the Bills somehow lose to the Jets. <laughs> Crazier, they've lost to the Jags already this year. You never freaking know. Uh, it, so maybe the Pats can jump them, so they have a lot on the line as well as do the Bucks potentially moving up to two if the Rams lose. Rams, as we said, could lock up the two seed, and the Cardinals could lock up that division should they win and the Rams lose. So those teams are all kind of in the hunt. There's no reason to expect any of those studs to be resting. The only risk is if they're blowing a team out and they rest them in the second. This is And this is ultimately what the NFL wanted when they said yeah. we want 18. I mean, they wanted all these things to come down to this week, and so they are getting that. It is, right. You know what I mean? Um, all right. Here we uh, let's get into it. You talked about incentives. You talked about record chasing. The first thing, uh, I mean, I want to just bring up Cooper Cup because you know I love uh, Cooper Cup of like course. a son, and uh, you know he is chasing the wide receiver triple crown. As a matter of fact, he's not chasing it. He's going to get the wide receiver triple crown. Um, there's three guys in history that have achieved this only before him. Do you know who those guys are? Is Michael Thomas one of them? Oh, he might not have touchdowns. No, no, I have no. no idea. Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice is the first guy that did it. That was like, I don't know, 30 Randy years Moss. ago. Randy Moss? But crazy. he probably didn't have the reception. No, nope. Moss no. did not have it. It was it was Jerry Rice. Then a couple years after that, a guy you might not even uh, remember as a football player, just a commentator, but he was actually on my fantasy team in like the 90s and was amazing. Sterling Sharp. 
for oh, the yeah, Packers. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was amazing. He got the triple crown. And then like 10 or 12 years ago, I don't remember the year, Steve Smith actually won the receiving oh, the triple crown. Who I have who I consider, by the way, the wide receiver, other than maybe DK Metcalf, that I would least want to actually have a fight with. Um, yeah. He was just one of these guys that was just, just terrifying. He wasn't like the biggest guy, but you could tell he'd been in like a thousand fights. Anyway, oh, yeah. Huber. I remember, yeah. remember that year, like he he was facing the Panthers again, and he just like pregame was like, there's yep. going to be blood and guts all over the field. But I love right. Him. And with him, you're like, yeah. he had 200 yards in like the first half. It's crazy. Right. Yeah. He's, he's amazing. So, anyway, the Triple Crown leading the league in receptions, leading the league in yards, leading the league in touchdowns. He has like 20 some receptions more than the second place guy, which is Devontae Adams. He has like 350 more receiving yards than the second place guy, which is Justin Jefferson. And I think yeah. he has two or three more touchdowns than Jamar Chase, who's the second place guy. So he he has this thing locked up. He's also what, like 150 yards from 2000? Granted, it's yeah. one game longer season, but I think even in 16 games, he has like, I don't know, the third or fourth highest receiving total ever. Something for, like so that. for records, if he catches 12 balls, He'll take the most of all time. If he has 136 receiving yards, he'll beat Calvin Johnson's record for all time. Um, and if he also gets to 171 yards, that's 2000. That's 2000. So he's got a lot to play for. Uh, and they, they, as a team have a lot to play for. So right. ultimately I wouldn't be shocked at all. If they're just force feeding him the breakfast club narrative, uh, I wouldn't be shocked at all for them to be chasing that 171 to get him to be the first receiver with 2k, certainly to get those records. And the crazy thing is, like, 12 for 136, that seems, like, almost like a floor. Like, you 12 catches a shitload, but they're, they're going to get it for him. Do you know that he had he's played 16 games, and he had less than 90 yards in one game? Yeah, not, I think not less than 95, even. Like, almost in, in one game. His, his worst game all season was five catches for 64. You think about that. I mean, it's like, you know, and you're really disappointed when you get that. Think about, like, you know. Go, going down the stretch, how excited I was when Mike Williams would catch five for 64. I was just like, right. oh, good, good. He's not going to get zero. Exactly. And this is just the floor I, for Cooper Cup. What a great year. Unbelievable. So at 9,700 on DraftKings against a really banged up San Fran secondary, I think you have to go to him. Um, sure. He's gonna, yeah, absolutely. So he's the first record on here. There's a ton of other incentives I'll just kind of rip through really quickly. Uh, Brady could hit if he's 488 passing yards, the most passing yards of all time in a season. That's a shitload, but again, not wow, impossible. Really? Um, given Carolina, he's one that I can't imagine they'll go for that with no, Godwin obviously done and now no AB. I don't know that they'll go for that, but he also can, as long as he is top five as a passer rating, TD passes, passing yards, and completion percentage, he could get uh, 562,000 for all five of those. So, you know, that could be up to 3 million if he gets that. So he'll definitely be playing to, to be on his best game. The only risk is that blowing out the Panthers so bad that they end up resting him in the second half. Rodgers has similar bonuses. He can get 100K for each of passer rating, completion percentage, int, uh, interception percentage, which he's going to lock in no matter what. That guy never throws picks, man. It's insane. I, I think he's the only quarterback – to throw over 500 passes and only have three or four, or four interceptions, uh, four or fewer. He's done it three separate times, and he's the right. only person to ever throw that many times. Right. And do that's it. So nuts. I mean, that's really crazy. Good. <laughs> um, touchdown passes, he's tied for third right now. So if he's top three in any of those categories, he'll get 100K. So that's why he might play. That's why he should probably be ranked ahead of, like, you're not going to get cute and play golf. I'd rather have a, a half of Rodgers than, a you know, a full game of some of these shit bums that will be playing. But, you know, maybe Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo. Someone of that nature who you know is going to be playing the full game for the Niners. 
maybe you go to them instead of Rodgers. Um, Stephon Diggs, if he gets to 100 receptions and 1,375 yards, he'd get um, to a, a big 1.5 million contract incentive. To get there, he just needs six catches. Uh, I think that's a lock. He'll probably they'll probably force feed him to get 100. <laughs> to get to the yards, he needs 231. Unlikely, but we've seen crazier from Diggs. So maybe, sure. but I think at maybe. least those six catches. He'll get his 100 catches. Right. So 7,800 on DraftKings for him. I think he's a great player. I love him in cup and lineups, and there's enough value at running back to be getting there. Gronk's incentives, so tying these into Brady, uh, he needs he, – so he's at 48, 665, and six touchdowns right now. To get to his incentives, he needs seven catches and 85 yards uh, to hit two separate ones for 500K each, and also three touchdowns to hit a third one. So he can get up to $1.5 million in incentives. I don't think any of those three are, are unreasonable. I think he could definitely have a three-touchdown game. I think the three-touchdown is a real stretch. Real but, stretch, uh, but it, it's not impossible. I mean, he's No, it's not impossible. He's done two, three separate times this year. So could he sneak a third in with no AB now, no Godwin, and only Evans is practicing in full. So I love Evans this week at 7,100, but I also love Gronk at 6,200 chasing those. Then there's some smaller ones. You know, AJ Green gets 250K uh, if he gets to 60, another 250 gets to 70, and another 250 gets to 80. Um, He's at 50 catches right now. So there's no way he's going to get to like 20 catches today (laughs) or uh, Sunday rather, but 10 catches to get to 60, maybe. And he's at 825 yards. Uh, if he gets to 900, it's another 250K. So 75 yards for him. I can see AJ Green, a nice value. He's uh, under, I believe, 5K on DraftKings this weekend. So check him out. We, sp- we spoke about Evans. He's had 1,000 yards in all eight of his professional career. Isn't that crazy, uh, man? Insane. That's, that's insane. Uh, that really is, you know, uh, my, people usually don't think of him as like, the best, you know what I mean? I certainly don't. When I think of the best receivers in the NFL, I I, th- I think he's really good, but he's not, I don't think he's a top five guy or anything like that. But I not mean, anymore. He, but for those first few years, he was so good. So he was, good. but I don't think he's ever been the best. And yet, yet he's, you know, the best it can only be one guy or two guys or whatever. But I mean, to put up a thousand yards every single year of your career and now you've been around eight years, that's just really fantastic stuff. It's incredible. And he's only 54 yards away from doing it again. So I yeah. imagine he'll go for that. We did mention Jamar Chase might sit potentially playing or whatever the quote was from the. That the was the quote. That, that really quote. illuminating fucking quote. Uh, 45 yards, though, he'll have the most ever by a rookie. If he had four touchdowns, he tied Moss. I don't see four touchdowns with Brandon Allen happening, but 45 yards, if he plays, certainly attainable. I don't know why I'd be trusting Jamar Chase if he's in, though, uh, this week. I'm nervous about Brandon Allen. I'm nervous about him. Sure. Why wouldn't you be nervous about Brandon Allen? Yeah, of course. Um, Mark Andrews needs 141 to break Kelsey's record for the most yards by a tight uh, tight end. Wow. The way he's been playing this year, the way Tyler Huntley peppers him, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see him to get to 141. 7,500 on DraftKings. He's had 30 or more points in two of his last three games. His People were talking about him having a down week last week. He had 17 points last week, and he had a quote-unquote down week. It's insane what he's doing. Uh, the tight end won on the season, and he was the fifth round. Like, I don't think his season's gotten enough love, honestly. He was uh, behind only Cooper Cup, um, Jonathan Taylor, and Debo Samuel in terms of being on the championship rosters of teams in Yahoo. He was the fourth on that list. He was on 46% of them. That's wow. fucking nuts. What a season that this guy yeah. had. Um, and he could break the record with 141. It, with Yes, they have the playoffs on the line, but they're a very slim chance. That's one of the few things they had to play for this week. I wouldn't be shocked to see. Mark Andrews going after that 141. Um, right. we, we mentioned Jonathan Taylor, 266 rush yards away from 2K. Seems impossible, 
but he had 250 against this Jags team last year. I would not be shocked at all. Um, and then the last like couple ones here, Kyle Pitts needs 59 yards to break Mike Ditka's rookie receiving record for tight ends. I could definitely see that. He's been playing hot lately. Taylor Heineke. It's kind of crazy because we all like Pitts was a disappointment in the grand scheme of things. Like he had no touchdowns. He was a fourth round. He was going above Andrews. So I think that's why it's like pretty easy to call him a disappointment, but he still might set rookie records this year, which is kind of nuts too. Um, so I think long-term we see the glimpses. We've seen the flashes of what this kid could really be. I would not be discouraged at all if I'm a dynasty owner. I think there's big things coming for Mr. Kyle Pitts. Last couple that probably shouldn't impact anybody, but Taylor Heineke, if he plays 60% of the snaps, he'll get 125K. Same with Rex Burkhead. If he plays 30% of the snaps, uh, he can get there. And if he gets to 650 total yards on the season, he's at 547. So 103 total yards this week. That seems like a big stretch. But yeah. he also, he had that two weeks ago. He was actually in the Millie-making lineup two weeks ago. So maybe Burkhead has a little bit more juice as a, a desperation streamer or a DFS punt this weekend. I believe that is all the potential records and contract incentives. <clears throat> if I'm missing any, please let me know. Uh, but yeah, so there's a lot of players with a lot on the line. And I think those guys are always intriguing to pay up for sure. or to jam into lineups uh, when you have this little bit of extra incentive. Because again, there's so many teams not playing for things. Go for the players with extra incentives, like we I, just talked. About. I think that's a great strategy. It's a, I mean, I think honestly, if you use any other strategy, you're just throwing darts at a dartboard blindfolded. So, uh, good rule of thumb for this week. Let's real quick. Let's just pepper back and forth the actives and inactives, and then we'll Whoa. see if anybody's got any questions uh, or anything else. We got about twenty about. in the mailbag. Shockingly, like I'm, yeah. I'm pumped. I think it's it's mostly like our, our guys. You know, I, I know Gary W's got some questions, and uh, yeah. Denny might have a question or two also. But let's uh, let's just fire these off real quick, and then uh, it's gonna be a short pod. We don't have a, a bunch more. Um, Lamar Jackson ankle injury. He did not practice Thursday. It looks pretty likely that we're gonna be seeing Tyler Huntley on Sunday, which. You know, for the Ravens, I've said he's one of the two best backups in the league, in my opinion, him and Minshew. Um, Jackson really hasn't been in for even a limited session, you know, since testing that ankle out. So don't expect to see Lamar this week, I'd say. I'd agree. And again, Mark Andrews on that torrid pace, and he's been doing yeah. that with. Uh, yeah, Huntley Hunt. loves Andrews, yeah. man. He loves him. So I keep firing. You didn't need any encouragement to fire up Andrews. But again, that 141 to get that record, very achievable. Bears did place Justin Fields on the reserve COVID list. Ideally, you were not thinking about him in DFS anyways, but I do think this does help out Mooney and Montgomery, who have been much better with a traditional pocket passer, like Andy Dalton, who loves to lock onto his number ones. We've seen 16 target days for Mooney. Uh, he had you know a stretch where he was a top 15 receiver for three straight weeks with Dalton at QB. I think Mooney at 5,900 on DraftKings. Love this news for him. And then Montgomery's been on an insane pace, just like last year top three in the, the fantasy playoffs and what he's been doing. Uh, most expected points over these fantasy playoffs, given the uptick in receiving work. And we know Dalton last time he played peppered him nearly 10 times. So I think Montgomery at 6,800, even though his price is going up on DraftKings, also definitely a very, very viable play this week. All right. Um, Baker, is it even worth talking about Baker Mayfield? He's not playing. I just wanted to right. make that as a note. It's probably a better thing that he's not. So Baker's not playing. The next one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Jared Goff. Speaking of big name quarterbacks, uh, he's dealing with a bone bruise and is uncertain for Week 18 against the Packers. I was listening to a different podcast uh, a few days ago, and it was a, a Detroit uh, reporter, and he was just saying, "Like, please, for the love of God, Lions, don't win this game." Yeah, yeah. it's Seriously. like. You know, because he was like, they've they've done this so many times where it's like they'll they'll go into a, a week 17 or week 18 game 
and uh, you know the other team's playing for nothing and they're playing like their lives depend on it and they you gotta win and they, and they lose like six spots in the draft or something like that. yep yeah dan dan campbell the knee biter you know they're gonna go all all balls to the wall too um and huge news breaking as we went live here golf is actually now probable to play oh wow so, yeah big news big game um, jared I, right. And I would say like that uh, upgrades the weapons, but Amon Ross A. Brown was actually getting peppered even more so by Tim Boyle, um, big game Boyle over there. Yeah, uh, Amon was even better, but still, I think either way, he, he's been just such a monster. The most fantasy points from weeks 15 to 17 among wide receivers, Cooper, more than Cooper Cup, more than Devontae Adams, Amon Ross more, A. Brown. More than Jamar Adams, Chase? More than Jamar Chase, even with that huge effort. Jamar uh, Chase had like 61 points in my in one week. I know. And Amon, is, he's gotten 20 plus in three straight weeks. He's only right. 6,800. I mean, 68 is like a pretty big price for this guy that was you know bottom 4K most of the year. But he's got the hot hand. And he's also projected for low ownership because I think a lot of people almost overthink it. Like, it doesn't seem smart to overpay for a guy that does not typically produce like this. But he's, he's rolling. So if he's going to be under 5% ownership, I think he's a definite guy to All keep right. in your player pool. Um, and then last but not least, Jimmy Garoppolo will be the starter if he's healthy. He has been practicing and quote unquote looks like Jimmy. So I did have, you know, Trey Lance in my top 10. I wouldn't have Jimmy Garoppolo quite as high because obviously he doesn't have the rushing upside. But with one of the like the few clear cut, they have a lot to play for this week. Um, and, and that game has a, a nice shootout style feel to it. The, the Niners versus the Rams, especially the Niners banged up secondary. I like Jimmy is probably a top 15 QB this week. All right, as we move to running backs, Chase Edmonds has got ribs issues. He's got a toe issue. He remains sidelined for Thursday's practice. James Conner, dealing with that recurring heel issue, was limited yet again. The Cardinals, as we said earlier, actually do have something to play for, so it'll be interesting to see how this shakes out. Yep, uh, and if if Edmonds is out, we saw Workhorse Conner be a top-five running back uh, in all but two of those games. So I think he's a, a huge play if they're both in a gross committee. Uh, but key to track that news as the day develops today. Keyshawn Vaughn, after missing some time last week, is full for week 18 against the Panthers. Bruce Arians did say Ronald Jones is still in a walking boot. The latest is they would probably most likely form a committee between Bell and Vaughn if uh, Ronald Jones does sit, and it's looking like he is going to be sitting this week. So uh, 5,300, like it's a cheap running back. But again, I keep like drawing into that Donta Foreman name. He's 5,700. He's ran for over 100 yards in two of his last three, and now he gets the, the Texans surrendering the most yards. Uh, find the extra 400 bucks, pay down on your defense, whatever it is. You don't have to go to Vaughn, go to Foreman instead. Elijah Mitchell, knee issue. My guy, going to be a guy that's going to be tough to rank next year. Not just sure really what to expect, but we love his talent. He returned to practice on Thursday. 49ers need to win this game. They do, they're in the playoffs. Yeah, and I mean, he had a season high, career high, 27 carries last time against this Rams team. Went for 91 yards with it. Right back from injury last week and 20 fantasy points. I, they don't but even when he's limited, they, like he's not limited at all. Right. He probably he might see 30 touches this week in a must-win situation. Fire him up as you always would. He's only 6K on DraftKings. I love that price. Tony Pollard is questionable. I don't know how, again, we, we said that you could expect them to potentially rest some starters. So if Zeke sits and he plays, we've already seen Pollard have 30-point days in those situations. Would be a, a must-start on a Saturday DFS. But this is one you just got to track. I wouldn't be shocked to see Pollard and Zeke sit, and then you're looking at a third stringer. Who knows? But uh, he, he's questionable with this uh, foot injury. They they should rest him. They should rest Zeke. They should be getting ready for their playoffs. But Mike McCarthy's already come out, and Cherry Jones already come out and said, we're going to be playing to win, and they are probably dumb enough to do that. So yeah. we will see. 
Uh, Kareem Hunt, ankle issue. He was limited in Thursday's practice for the second straight day. Nick Chubb was limited for a second straight day also on Thursday. Dearness Johnson, you would think that would open the door for, but he's actually on the COVID list. So uh, we'll see. They say they're uh, managing Chubb's reps, which could lead to a you know big carry day for Hunt if he's available. A uh, lot up in the air for this Browns backfield, I think it's fair to say. And against the Bengals team without starters, it could be a very viable DFS play. So if Chubb gets, as we saw, I'm very limited in costing people championships on Monday night. Uh, if that continues and Kareem Hunt gets like 20 plus touches, he's going to be a smash play at very low ownership. So check that out as we get to Sunday. Mark Ingram limited. The only reason that's important, not because you're ever trusting Ingram at this point of the year, but we saw Kamara play nearly 80% of snaps last week, 18 touches, 100 yards and a TD. He, of course, gets a nice boost up should Ingram end up missing this against Atlanta. Kamar's already in a great smash spot, but without Ingram, he might be the, I mean, uh, Jonathan Taylor's the number one running back this week. He's facing the Jags and he could run for 250 yards, but Kamar would be a very close second. I think a lot of people have Eckler ahead of him. I would be going all in on Kamara though. Uh, should he be out? Sean McVay says Cam Akers recovering from that preseason Achilles issue was full speed and flying around at Wild. Wednesday's practice. How intrigued are you by this? So intrigued. I mean, for this exact week, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be trusting him in my like, you know, finals lineup, anything of that nature. But DFS, he's only 4,700. There's crazier things. Like, would anybody be shocked if he's named the starter and sees 15 carries? I mean, it should be shocking because yeah, it's an Achilles injury. The fact that he's like recovered this much, but the videos look good. He is zipping around in those practice training camp, all, all that stuff. I, I can't believe it at least for dynasty reasons, like this is insane and it's amazing. And if you bought low when this Achilles happened and all the talk was no one can come back from Achilles, this is crazy. Uh, so I'm very excited to see how he looks. This is just one of the most intriguing storylines of the week. That's why I wanted to put it on there. And, uh, you know, if he, I can't imagine they'll give him more than five, eight carries at most to get his kind of like back and get some contact. But maybe down the stretch here in the playoffs, we could see like 20 plus carry acres emerge. So if you're doing fantasy playoff leagues, he could be one of those late round stabs that ends up really paying out for you. So I, I just cool. can't wait. I cannot wait to see this guy. I, I'm just so excited. Like he's, he's going to be a beast. Michael Carter upgraded to full. So he's clearly been recovering from that concussion. One of the few teams that doesn't have really have anything in line, but they have no reason to rest their starters either. Cause there's nothing moving forward for them. So I think Carter, not in a horrible spot here against the bills that have been getting run all over. Eagles have ruled miles Sanders out for week 18's game against the Cowboys say it looks actually pretty likely that Kenneth Gainwell is going to be get the running back one role against Dallas. So there you go. Another guy you're not seeing all the time. It's going to be a featured guy, maybe. Yeah, Howard and and uh, Boston Scott in the COVID list. So last man standing, Gainwell, very intriguing streamer this week if you're desperate for a running back on Saturday night. Uh, and definitely one of those smash plays on Saturday DFS. At, uh, I think he's at 4K, the bare minimum. Clyde Edwards Flair is also out. Um, Daryl Williams is still under 6K after putting up 28 My God. That's your boy, um, and, he boy. and he's a beast. And they do have stuff to play for against the Broncos, so he'll be a very popular play uh, tomorrow's. I always love the, like, two-game with, like, a million dollars up for grabs. Uh, like, how do you win those? I mean, you got to be crazy. You get some, like, some crazy stuff, right? But it's just always fun because, like, everybody's kind of in the same playing field when it's only two games. There's only how different you can be. So Daryl Williams would be very popular, deserves to be. Uh, I'd, I'd be getting different elsewhere tomorrow night. Yep. Uh, DeAndre Swift. Similar role to his week 17 usage this weekend is expected. So I don't know exactly what that means, but I mean, he didn't get the ball much. I think he had five or six carries. He had an 18% right. carry rate. I mean, he played about 50% of the snap, but saw like 18% of the carries. It was right. it, 
asinine. They were targeting linemen with repetitive, like multiple times Dan Campbell targeted offensive linemen in the red zone and did not give Swift a single one. It was awful. It's brutal. Um, I, I wouldn't be trusting him in week 17 here if his role is going to be similar to last week. That's that's not a good thing at all. No. A- Antonio Gibson was limited, but he is expected to play. He's facing the Giants. He's 5,800 on DraftKings. He's expected to be the most owned running back, and he deserves to be at that price. I'll probably fade just because I don't think they're going to need to overwork him. They maybe will rest him because they have nothing on the line. Um, but at 5,800, like, it's tough chalk to avoid. I probably will, but I, I get it too. He could go for We just saw what Montgomery did to him. Gibson could also go for, you know, 25, 30 points too. All right. As we move on real quick to wide receivers, we're getting down to it now. Uh, NFL Network Steve White wondered if Calvin Ridley could be looking for a fresh start away from the Falcons. I don't know how noteworthy that is right now. I mean, sure, it's possible. Calvin Ridley, I remember, I think the last game he played was the game before they went to London. It was a long time ago. This was the, this was my basically my second pick in my draft this year. My first, my first two picks, uh, CMC, Calvin Ridley, didn't work out great. Um, anyway, who knows? Maybe he's looking for a fresh start. I don't know if the issue was was the Falcons with him. I don't think anybody knows that. So we'll yeah, just wait. I, I was wondering what the Falcons did that like he'd want to get out of there. You know, like the, who knows? Maybe behind the scenes. I mean, if it, you know, um, and maybe just he's just got stuff on there. Like, I don't know. Wherever he lands, as long as he's in, he's still a top probably eight receiver next year, regardless of where that is. But we just now need to know where that is. I'd love to see him go to like, the Chargers and play alongside like Keenan Allen and. You know, Mike Williams is a free agent this year. That would be insane to give Justin yeah, be that type of weapon. Um, so who knows? That I just want to toss one out. And speaking of CMC, did you see today the news broke that the Panthers are quote unquote open to uh listening to some offers for him? So that could I, be intriguing to see him on the move as well. Um, I would hope they would be open to listening to some offers. I mean, if I were it's really tough to say, man, with him. He's such a great talent when he's in, but now the last couple seasons and stuff, it's like he's not in. So I don't know. Maybe tough to build a team around. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you'd have to probably mortgage the future to go get a running back that who knows. I, I certainly wouldn't want my team to be trading a shitload to go get uh, to go get him. De- Deontay Johnson on the COVID list. So, you know, Big Ben's last game probably won't have his top target. Saw 15 looks last week, just always getting peppered. 15 looks and turning him to like 30 yards. Just pathetic from Big Ben. But still, uh, big, big target vacuum gone now. So guys like Chase Claypool, um, you know, Najee Harris will probably pick up some receiving slack. I really like Pat Fryer moved at 4,600 on DraftKings this weekend, facing a, a Baltimore team that's given up the second most points to tight ends. And also Ray Ray McLeod at under 4K. He's seen double-digit targets in three to four straight weeks. Um, so ultimately, that's another guy that's really cheap that you can potentially look for at DFS. Robbie Anderson, quad issue. He remains sidelined for Thursday's practice. I mean, it's worth monitoring because Terrace Marshall is still on the IR. So DJ Moore, we're talking about uh, him being sent out essentially with a group of like hot dog vendors. Exactly. And I do think at 5,800, I'm almost always lower on DJ Moore every week. Yes. This is one of the rare weeks that I'm like four spots above the ECR on DJ Moore. I like him at that price a lot. He had a stretch where he had 20 or more points in three straight games with Sam Donald at quarterback. So now he's got his QB back uh, who did look his way quite a bit, even though he didn't have a huge game last week. You remove everybody else off. I could see DJ Moore having another one of those 22 to 30 point days at only 5,800. I wouldn't be shocked at all if he's in the million making lineup this weekend. Crowder's limited, and that's important only because Barrios, the GOAT these last couple yeah, of years, the GOAT. Uh, a top 10 receiver in your fantasy playoffs, as everybody predicted. Uh, Barrios is out. Elijah Moore is not expected to practice, you know, play. He was working off the side of the field, but they don't think he's going to be playing. So Crowder 
right back in that target hog role at under 5K. I mean, I don't love it against the Bills, who I think will just swallow this team, but an- another cheap potential punt option we want to just toss out there. Marquise Brown was added to the injury report for week 18 on Thursday. Does not necessarily mean he will not play or anything like that, but it's just like as we've seen for a lot of the season and really for a decent amount of his career, these kind of injuries uh, midweek, late week, whatever, just seem to kind of hover around Hollywood. I know, and he had a, a stretch where he was, you know, was going – 19 or more fantasy points in all but one game. He's really fizzled out here. And I get yep. you know, Lamar Jackson. He they, they had a great report for the year. Uh, but I'd have a real hard time trusting Marquise Brown in my fantasy finals. We, I know we talked about Gibson. Uh, news just came through that he is not listed on the injury report at all. So he should be full go against the Giants at this point. Um, so, again, at 5,800, just want to keep emphasizing that's a great play. He's going to be the most popular play, but it's going to be tough to avoid uh, indeed. Sanders is going to probably be out. He's not practiced this week. I do think that means Gabe Davis is right back into the well. Now he didn't have a huge week last week, but against the Jets um, with better weather here, I, I do think Gabe Davis is a smash bot. And Mike Evans dealing with his hamstring issue was upgraded to a full participant for Thursday's practice. They're going to need him because yeah, <laughs> the they're I mean, they got Gronk, but I mean, other than that, it's not exactly a who's who of your NFL star receivers in that receiving core anymore. Not at all. In 7,100 on DraftKings, this could be, we said only 50 or 55 yards, I think it is, away from 1,000 for the, the eighth straight time. And then also, we, it's been a while since we had one of those three touchdown Evans days. I could totally see this being one of them. Well, I mean, you can't protect, you know, no, no. You, you already said you could see a Gronk three touchdown day. So I think that you're probably not going to get both of those. <laughs> no, no. Gronk's the one with the incentives to do it. Um, I'll put Evans down for a 120 and a touchdown. I'll put Gronk okay. down for the 80 and three that he needs. Um, and Brady thrown for like, I mean, again, remember Brady, if he gets 488, it's the most of all time. I wouldn't put it past uh, Bruce Aaron to go for that. Like, you know, he loves to sling it anyways. What if they just go for that? And Evans and, and Gronk are really the last two men standing. They have huge dates. Um, so but we'll say, we'll see. The game winning touchdown, by the way, last week. Do you remember the guys that got caught it? <laughs> For the Bucks, Grayson was it, Grayson's? Was it, uh, it Cyril Grayson? Cyril Grayson, nice, good memory. Uh, he's he's pretty cheap on DraftKings as well. He's had 14, or 14 and then 21 points in back to back weeks. Just another name to toss out there is like a last man standing. Uh, there at tight end, David Yoku did not practice. Obviously, you don't really care about him, but it does open up Austin Hooper against again a Bengals team that's likely playing zero starters, uh, or very few starters. They already were bad against tight ends. He's only 3,600 on DraftKings, Austin Hooper. Not a bad punt play. All right, Kyle Pitts. He participated in the portion of practice open to the media on Thursday and told reporters that he would play. We've already talked about uh, possible incentives for him. It's possible. You know, I think he needs 50 yards to break the rookie tight end record. Last time he went against the Saints this year, he got 62. So, I mean, expect to see him out there. I guess you said, what, he's like a mid-range tight end one. Yeah, absolutely. Not a ton. Top, top yeah. six or seven or so in my rankings. Indeed. And last but probably least, Jared Cook is off the COVID list. Who cares? Uh, he hasn't been doing much, but he'll be locked in. You know, cheap pump play tight end if you need it. A couple t- tackles that are are going to be in or out. Tyron Smith is on the COVID list, and that's again the only reason that's worth mentioning is maybe the Cowboys now, t- you know, take that off the gas pedal a little bit that we must win this game. Like, there's no need to go after that. There's no way that the Bucks, the Cardinals, like everybody that needs to lose loses. I mean, maybe they do, but they might be able to roll out backups and still beat the backup Eagle team that they're likely to be facing. And Ryan Ramzik for the Saints has been activated. He hasn't been out there since week 10, but I really do love uh, Taysom Hill at 6,200 against the Falcons. I think he'll go for 25 plus fantasy points. 
Um, good news for Kamara, who's 8,300, especially if Ingram sits. I think that's a great play. I, I think a Saints like onslaught. Last week's Millie Maker was actually the, the infamous Osmo, the number one player in the world. Um, he, he won the Millie finally. He's been chasing it for, for a while. So congrats. I know you're listening, Osmo, right? Uh, but congrats to him. He did an onslaught of the Seahawks where he had Rashad Penny, DK Metcalf, Russell Wilson, um, and it ended up winning him a million bucks. I could see the Saints with like Taysom Hill, Callaway, and, and Amara, or I mean Kamara rather, being one of those teams that just goes like nuclear against this awful Falcons team. And they're all pretty cheap relative to what they could do, kind of what the Seahawks were last week. Maybe just maybe that's like one of those things to consider, uh, at least doing Kamara and Taysom Hill's a stack. Definitely intriguing. Awesome. Well, right, hey, bud. Legends, thanks for making this an entertaining uh, nooner. I, I didn't think we'd go for more than 30 minutes, and here we are, an hour and 15, talking to our legends. So good stuff. We greatly appreciate it. On your way out, if you haven't already hit that thumbs up button, it does help us continue to grow, get to more people. And, and for whatever re- reason, if you're here and you have not already uh, hit that sub button, it would be so greatly appreciated. But best of luck with whatever you need. I do think me and CJ will be live on Sunday morning just to see if anybody does have questions heading into the game. Games. Um, so we'll see you then. But otherwise, what enjoy are we, your weekend both back. Yeah. You and me back on Thursday. Uh yeah, next week. I will definitely be back on Thursday. Maybe I do want to do the, the award show too. So I yeah, wonder if we go twice next week to get both those done. Um maybe we go Monday and Thursday. Yeah, something of that nature. So we will definitely okay. be live. I'll, I'll tweet it out at Rose Street Wolf when we're going live. We'll post it on our Facebooks and socials and all that. Uh because we're gonna try to keep Thursdays pretty sacred that we, we at least get to check in with you guys yep. once a week um, at minimum. So, so yeah, no right. doubt. I'm going to go shovel. I, I would definitely uh, uh, go cup number one, by the way. So yeah, well, truth, All enjoy right. your shoveling. Uh, enjoy your snow day. Wolfpack. Best of luck to everything you need in week 18 and a world full of fantasy sheep guys. Be that wolf. We used Later. to have it all, but now's our curtain call. So hold for the applause. Oh, oh, oh. Wave out to the crowd and take our final bow. Oh, it's our time to go, but at least we stole the show. 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 Old-fashioned football right there, folks.